Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 240. And wait, we go. shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my car. I'm a more breaker. Straight plan, nature boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 240 of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host, at Michael J. Putty, and it is a new day. Yes, it is. Mm, <sighs> hell yes. Mark. First off, are you going to introduce me, or, or, or am I just going to have to introduce myself? Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, joined with Michael J. Putty. And yes, yes, indeed, it is a brand new day, and it feels great, my man. I know you're not a doctor, but I know you, you like to say you play one on TV. I have, yes. But I have this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach, and I haven't felt it in a while. Um, I don't know what you call it. Is it op- op- optim- optimism? Is, it that, is, that what yes. is that what I'm feeling? Op- optimism. Optimism, yes. Oh, I haven't felt this way in a long time. It's contagious right now. It's going around quite a bit. I think a lot of people feel it in the United States and apparently throughout the world. Yeah. Oh, man, fantastic. Oh, man. But, you know, apparently already, I mean, if for those that don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about we have a brand new president. Like a real Feels one, good. like an actual one. Like, like a real one. Well, who knows what he's doing. That speech they did knocked that out of the park. I actually had a tear in my eye the whole time. I thought so, too. I liked it. Loved it, man. Loved it. Now, do you see uh, already articles of impeachment against him? Yeah, that was coming beforehand, though. Um <laughs> That QAnon conservative representative, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we don't need to say her name, was drafting up articles of impeachment for abuse of power before you had any power to abuse. Yeah, like I don't know what the fuck. Did that you is. did you read? Did you read it? No, I didn't bother reading it. It, it you could tell it wasn't even written by a lawyer. Of course not. <laughs> like it was ridiculous, man. But yeah, man, it's awesome. Uh, we're recording the show Friday, January twenty second, which means we are one month away. From our fifth year anniversary, and it's just wow. and it's just weird that the life of this show happened under the W Hall of Famers presidency. It's just so weird. Like, wow, the whole time, most of the life of this show was under his under his re- regime. And now it's gone. It's like, wow. So, is, is the show going to get better then? Or are we going to be like more? Uh, are we going to be like chippier? Are we going to be like happier? What, what, what does this mean for Shadow Wrestling? Find out in four weeks. <laughs> But yeah, that's a uh, that's the big news story this week, Mark. I mean, I don't know what there's to talk about. I mean, yeah, I mean, hell, even the ratings took a hit from AEW and NXT because the inauguration. Everyone was watching, whether you whether you voted for the man or whether you hated him. Like you were watching for certain reasons. You were watching to see what was going to happen. You were watching to see if you're a QAnon supporter. You were watching to see if like you know that that the big thing was going to happen. It was Donald Trump going to lead you guys and and uh, to all your glory didn't happen gonna happen for us you know we're watching because an emotional time you know after four years of of having someone uh that just didn't live up to 
to being a good president, no. for lack of better words, you right there. I mean, like, no, I mean, listen, I was not a fan, clearly, and uh, you know, we also saw his history or her story, as I like to say, with Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. and that, that was beautiful, man. You definitely felt that energy. But the only thing that sucks now is. <sighs> We still got to deal with it now for the next couple of months because of this stupid trial now coming up. Like, he, he, he's just not going away. We're going to have to hear his name. We're going to have to hear about him for the next couple of weeks for this impeachment trial. I'm like, <sighs> okay. I mean, it, it is it is what it is. I mean, like, I, I know there's a call for unity here, and I'm all for it. And, and I know Republicans think it's a bad idea to impeach Donald Trump uh, because of what happened. But, hell, you even have Mitch McConnell saying, like, this this should be done. You know, this is uh, this is not necessarily revenge. This is this is a punishment. Like, this is something that can't go unpunished. I'm friends with a lot of conservative, like Trump supporters, for some reason. I'm still friends with them, <laughs> and the shit they've been posting on social media is just mm-hmm. flabbergasted. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? I don't want to get into it. It's just no. It's probably better off you don't. Yeah. I just don't understand how they can think like that. How they could believe in this stuff. It's all right. What else? I mean, I, you know, I, I have friends, family, I, I was like educated people that that uh, still support Donald Trump. And I think it has to do with where they get the news from and who they follow on social media, because I, I don't know if there's a I forgot what the what the documentary was on Netflix about social media, where it kind of breaks down uh, where you know, it's designed, it's it's formatted for you. Yeah. So you're going to have like-minded people and you're going to see like, hey, everyone believes the same thing I think about Donald Trump is the greatest man alive, best president ever. You see it in social media time and time again. You listen to the Fox News or uh, or Mark Levin on the radio uh, or whoever they, they, they watch or listen to in the news or read the New York Post. You know, they see the same thing over and over and over again. They're going to think, what is wrong with these Democrats? How did they not see it? You know, so it's it's kind of easy to get brainwashed with uh, with all that's out there today. So I, it's it's as much as I want to fault them, it's hard to fault them because of that. Going back to Biden's speech, and then you compare it to Trump's speech. I remember everyone saying how dark it was and how depraved mm-hmm. it was and how like negative and divisive it was. And then to see somebody who's been running for president my whole life finally get there. And have the speech calling on unity. You now, like, conservatives beautiful. don't want to, like, whatever. They don't want to fucking unite because they got lost. It fucking sucks. Because we didn't unite with them four years ago. I don't remember saying that. I gave Donald Trump a chance. Well, you know, I, I he, think he blew it right I away. Think a lot of, I think a lot of people gave Donald Trump a chance. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there were, there were not riots, but there were a lot of protests. Yeah. I, I think we all remember that. Mm-hmm. They were peaceful protests, but it, it was all over the streets in the major cities and even in D.C. You know, so Republicans do look at that, I'm sure, and, and they're like, well, fuck it. We're going to do the same, except we're going to do it better. We're going to invade the Capitol. <laughs> so, Mark, let's raise our glass to our new president, our hopefully optimism of future, and uh, here's to a great four years. No, cheers to that, man. Listen, if Joe Biden wins, if if he does well, we all do well. I mean, we have to keep that in mind, too. That, that's the attitude I was going to when Donald Trump was elected. Yes, any you know, president. I, yeah. If Donald Trump did well, it, we all it, did well, but he did not do well. Right. Right. It's the United States of America. 
you know, we need to do well. We have we have no choice but to. All right, Mark, time to get off our soapboxes mm-hmm. and get to the meat of this show. Wrestling. It's a wrestling show. Yeah. So let's get right into the news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark, before we get into the news, I forgot that we were all swept away in our optimism, our hope and joy. Mm. I, yes. If you heard last week, I was not here last week. Mark, thank you for taking over the hosting duties. You're welcome, my man. And a big shout out to Carson for t- uh, filling in. One thing about Carson is he always brings the energy. <laughs> That's what my wife said. She heard it from the other room. Was like, you guys had like a lot of energy there. <laughs> yeah, he, always, uh, he always brings it. So uh, thank you, Carson, for filling in. Uh, you guys had a good show. Appreciate it. Good job. Hey, I feel like I had to like, up my energy, too. I feel like I had to like, match his. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was fun, though. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I especially loved uh, our Jets talk in the beginning of it. Yeah, I, feel, it I, I, could, have done, I could have done without that. It's, big week for us for that, man. It was a, a big it's week. A, it's a wrestling show, Mark. Remember, this is a wrestling show. <laughs> well, we got into wrestling. We got into wrestling, as we're about to right now. Uh, so going into the news, WWE Hall of Famer Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa, wants a retirement match from WWE. She tweeted, well, you know what? One can only scream on top of the mountain for so long and so loud. But when are you going to give one of your Golden Era Hall of Famers a freaking retirement match? Just putting it out there. After this, I'm done. I mean, really, I'm not getting any younger. With a rolling eyes emoji and a tears of joy emoji. Now, Putty, do you think Alundra Blaze should get that retirement match in WWE? And if so, who do you think it should be against? No, I don't think so. Who's Alundra? Really? No. Who's Alundra Blaze? Alundra Blaze. Is that what you read to say? Yeah, but I don't mean like that. Um, Alundra Blaze is someone who's a trailblazer, I guess, right? She was in the golden era. Totally. In the yeah. mid, what, early to mid-90s, right? Mm-hmm. Burned that bridge heavily when she did that thing on the WCW Nitro. It's fine. You know, Vince McMahon welcomed her back, open arms, yada, yada. She hasn't stepped foot in a ring God knows how long. She's already retired. So she wants to come out of retirement to have a retirement match? She's not in the level of Trish Stratus. And who does she pass the torch to? Trish Stratus passed the torch to Charlotte Flair. So what torch is there left to pass? She wants a spotlight for one more time. Does she deserve it? Okay, let her have it. But I, for one, am not eager to see this. Okay, so Alonja Blaze, Medusa, whatever you want to call her, uh, I follow her on social media and whatnot. She is still in amazing shape. She looks like she can still go. She can kick your ass. She can kick my ass both at the same time. And I would gladly let her. <laughs> You're a sick man, buddy. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not that type of doctor. <laughs> now, with Alonja Blaze... And that's what I was getting into before when you were talking about how she burnt her bridges. That's why I was wondering, do you think WWE should let her do it? Because, I mean, shots were fired, man. That was a big shot fired. She, she on WCW Live on Nitro, she put that woman's championship and threw it into trash. Yep. Right? Without Vince McMahon or anyone in the E knowing about it. That was big. That was a big deal. But as you just mentioned, yes, I mean – Bygones be bygones. Water in the bridge. She's, she did it again Water on Raw. Bridge. Right? Okay. Yeah. Or she took it she's out of the Hall of Famer. Took it, she took she's it out in of WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. But, you know, she never did get that one last match. A lot of people don't. And a lot of people don't, granted. But Alonso Blaze, there's no denying what she's done for the women's division. You know, she was a trailblazer. If it wasn't for her, there would be no Trish Stratus. There would be no Lita. There would be no Charlotte Flair. There would be no Becky Lynch. You know, she she did a lot from the time. Like, go go ahead, go back and watch. 
like you know the matches that she was doing i mean she was putting on some some good stuff well ahead of her, of, of her time no doubt, doubt and doubt. not denying that but she's not wrestling she hasn't wrestled in she's not wrestling She's not wrestled. She's already retired. I, I, I know. She, I know she's some, done some stuff in the indies. I, I don't necessarily know to a, what capacity, but I don't necessarily know if she should get a one-on-one match. Notice she didn't say what type of match it was. I, uh, maybe we could see her in a tag team match or a six-man tag match. Throw in the or, rumble. Hell, maybe throw her in the rumble. All right, then. I'm, I'm okay with the rumble. You know, g- give her that moment. You know, g- give her that shine for like that one last moment in the ring. Okay. That's what I say. She's she deserves it, damn it. Okay. I'm not it's like I'm not against it, but in the people who deserve like one big huge send off, she's not on my list. I well, I don't think at this point she can. I mean, like yes, as I mentioned, she's in, in great physical shape as far as when she's had her last match. I mean, we're talking about ring rust there, you know. I mean, you can be out of action in the ring for like six months and you can still have ring rust. I, I yeah. again I don't know when her last match was. Uh, there's a difference between being in shape and being in ring shape. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know if she'd go one on one with, say, Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks or or Natalia, even. You know, because because oh, of those factors there, can she do like a, a multi person match for sure? I think she can. Look, look at Jazz. Jazz hasn't really stopped. Jazz is great. Hasn't really doesn't seem to have stopped wrestling. She, she's taking breaks, but she's always wrestling somewhere somehow. Mm-hmm. And now she decided to retire. Now she's going on this little retirement tour. Yeah, she, she can get one more match, one more send-off, one more run. Yeah. But again, Alundra Blaze has been retired for a long time. She hasn't been rele- – not relevant, that's bad. Uh, she hasn't been in the spotlight on TV except for these reunion shows. So I just feel like, where's this coming from? Where's I mean, from? hell, if there's, there's a time to do it, it's now during the pandemic. You know, when, when there's no live audience there, when it's done during the Thunderdome. Hell, you know what would be cool? See, like, a women's cinematic match with a, with a laundry blaze in there. I'd be down for that. Against who? And for what reason? Done right? Uh, you know, automatically what comes to mind, of course, Charlotte Flair. She doesn't need it. She retired. She, doesn't, she, she, just, she doesn't need it. You're right. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. She's maybe, the best. Maybe, maybe Bailey. Bailey. Maybe Bailey. I love Bailey. You know, maybe, maybe even in, uh, Natalia. That would be an interesting storyline in there. You know, there are different ways it can go. But I'm sure they'll give her something. I don't see it happening. Uh, I, I don't see it. Again, I don't see it being one-on-one. Maybe it's in a Royal Rumble. We'll see that happen. I don't, I don't, are all the spots filled for the women? I don't think so, right? I don't think so much ever fill. I think they always leave a couple surprises. Yeah. So maybe that'll be it. But anyway, moving on. WWE is reportedly planning for 25,000 fans to attend both nights of WrestleMania 37 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. WWE will then have to decide on what to do after the grandest stage of them all. It was noted that some people within WWE would like a soft reopening of the WWE touring schedule for live TV tapings as continuing with the Thunderdome setup after WrestleMania would come with location-related headaches. Now, Putty, I want to see you here with you. Is this the right move to bring back the fans like this? Do like a soft reopening, if you will. Yeah, apparently it's working. You know, it's Raymond James Stadium is going to be outside. It's a huge stadium. Yeah, I don't you know. say twenty five thousand people each. Is it each night? That's what I was going to ask. Per night or twenty five thousand people in total? I would imagine. I would imagine per night then. Per night, how how many people does that stadium hold? I don't know. I know one of the football games. There was fourteen thousand fourteen thousand people there. 
right? Wasn't there like fourteen thousand people in a football game one, or was it fourteen hundred? No, I don't. I don't think it was that much. Like Carson made a mention about Buffalo having fourteen thousand, but I was talking to my was. brother who lives who, who lives in Buffalo. It wasn't fourteen thousand. It was like six thousand change. No, I don't know. Um, I could see it happening. I know they really want to get fans in the stands, but I do not agree with touring. Let it be a one-off for WrestleMania. Don't too soon. Right. Okay. So you bring up a good point because the, a stadium like Raymond James, it, it's a stadium. Yeah, outside, fresh you know, air. You, right. you, fresh air. Uh, you could fit a lot of people in there, even though you probably shouldn't. Yeah. So you could easily you could space it out. And I think apparently people are getting tested too, right? No, or is that the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, they're getting tested. I would imagine they would for WrestleMania as well. They usually follow suit with the Super Bowl stuff. I don't know. WWE is being weird with that stuff. I mean, they're, they're not they're not even going to have um, their superstars be vaccinated. That just came out too. Yeah. You know, or at least they're not going to take care of it for the wrestlers. So I, I don't I don't necessarily know, man. Like it would be cool to bring back the fans. Don't get me wrong. I uh, it's it's definitely missing. I hate I hate that buzzing that the buzzing noise that they have here. It, the, the sound is so weak, so so weak. They're not bringing back the fans. They're they're bringing back a handful of fans. Um, how do you think it's going? Twenty five thousand is not a handful, buddy. No, I'm saying <laughs> currently. I'm saying currently. How do you think it's going on AEW? How do you think it's going on NXT? It's just a very small, finite number. Now NXT, now NXT though, those are still like developmental, right? Or is the, are those actual fans? Last time I checked, there were actual fans. Like a there were actual fans. Fan. Okay, but they're testing. And then AEW, actually, a friend of mine uh, was just there this past uh, Dynamite. He was there on a date, oh, so wow. he said um, they're pretty spread apart. He showed me a picture of it. Different fucking him having a date, go to a wrestling show. Where do you meet her? Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know, and uh, I gotta find out more details about that. <laughs> but no, but AEW, if you notice in the front row area, those are those are wrestlers. Yeah, talent. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure they're all tested and everything. I think AEW they do like pods for the fans, I heard but they're work- also still they're still outside though. Yeah, they're outside, so it makes sense. That's what I'm saying. This is the first time W's going outside, so yeah. I'm assuming they'll. I heard the word pods too. In reference to WrestleMania, I don't don't know what that even means. But as for like a soft see- reopening to bring fans back on a weekly basis or touring again, don't. First of all, the Thunderdome seems like a bitch to set up week in and week out. They're not even sure what right. they're gonna. They're not even sure what they're gonna do for Raw and SmackDown after. Which they can't go back to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays because the baseball's gonna be back. So That's right. They, they need to find That's a right. new home so, for the Thunderdome. So there are problems because there's there's the NBA, there's NHL, there's all the sports MLB. are back. Yeah. All the sports are coming back. So where are they going to go? Do, I, yeah, they, I, may, they may have to go back to the Performance Center. They might have to. Fine. They've they done it up. It's totally redone. I didn't even recognize it when I first saw it, the CWC. Right. So um, I, don't, I wouldn't mind. In which case, though, it, it, it's too small, though. I think that it's I mean, too yeah, small, it's way too small for to have fans. Back. No, to, to have fans come back there for that. You have the, the sprinkle they have now for NXT. Or you want to keep that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, keep the fans. I'm assuming they'll find something. They're a lot smarter than us, Mark. They know what they're doing. I'm sure they'll find something. Are they, though? Are they? Are they smarter than us? I don't think they are. When it comes to stuff like this, yeah. I, I could destroy them in the mass Singer. <laughs> I could destroy them and name that tune. I can destroy them in Seinfeld Trivia. I'm putting the gauntlet down right Whoever's listening right now, I challenge you. When it comes to planning these big things, I'm going to them, let them do their thing. Okay. Moving on. You didn't Still rushing anywhere, question. really. Do you think they should Who's start that? Do you think there should be a soft opening? Do you want to see fans back in the stands? Do you think it's the time? You didn't answer the question. I'm torn. It sounds like it sounds like 
with WrestleMania, there's a possibility that they're doing it right. Possibility. Uh, when you hear that number twenty five thousand, especially during a pandemic, it's pretty. It's yeah. a pretty glaring number. It's like, oh shit, that's a that's a lot of fucking people. Also, I mean, I hear ten people and I get freaked out. It also helps the governor. <laughs> the governor doesn't give a fuck, and he does get let everybody do what they want. Right, right. It's Florida. It doesn't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, but it sounds like WWE they're, they're putting in things, um, you know, to protect the fans and to protect the, the talent too. I, I don't think there should be like a front row where the fans like right there. You know, they should really spread that shit out. Yeah. You, you also don't want like a cross contamination of talent and fans there. Nope. Uh, you don't want to do that. You, know, you really have to contain as much as, as much as possible, especially you know that you that new UK strain yeah. from the virus it's more contagious it's mutating now maybe more deadly uh, they're saying it possibly even more deadly so these are things to keep in mind i mean there's there's rumors that even the olympics in tokyo is yeah. going to be canceled in july <sighs> i don't know i'm very torn in this I, from a, from a fan standpoint of view from a fan point of view it's cool to see the fans come back but also from just a logical sense of view i i from a logical point of view excuse me it just uh I have red flags here. I definitely don't want to see him touring again no. right now. I think that's way too soon. No, Dr. Fauci, they, they have to be careful. Dr. Fauci was saying uh, life could be somewhat new normal in the fall if we, if we can get 70 to 80% of the population vaccines. So if they can get vaccinated, like that's the thing. If the wrestlers can get vaccinated. Uh... Again, the vaccines only, I mean, only 95% effective people who have gotten the vaccine have gotten COVID-19. Right. So I don't know how this is going to work. Just I know there's a th- three, four month waiting period to get the vaccine too. A friend of mine's a, right. ner- a friend of mine's a nurse, and I just talked to her last night. She got the vaccine, very sick from it. Like, oh man, very sick. She was sick like four days from the Pfizer one. Really? Yeah. So, it's affecting everyone differently, though. You know? Yeah, that's true. I, but I hear the Moderna one is less side effects. I don't know. But anyway, way off topic. Let's get back to the wrestling. All right, so WrestleMania related. While there are reportedly no top matches locked in for WrestleMania 37, word now is that the WWE creative team started working on bigger ideas once officials made the decision to hold the event for over two nights. The belief now is that the company needs four major matches for WrestleMania 37, two for each night. This likely requires outside assistance from top names such as WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg and John Cena. Now, Goldberg is currently contracted for two matches per year until 2023. His first match of the year will be at the Royal Rumble. It will also so, it was also said that The Rock was a possibility, but it's unlikely for him to work WrestleMania this year. Uh, regarding The Undertaker, it was noted that he is still to be determined for the grandest stage of them all, but most people backstage think he's actually done this time, especially after his final farewell at Survivor Series. However, Vince McMahon could be that devil on the shoulder, could convince Taker to come back, as he has done in the past. There's also been no real talk of Brock Lesnar's return for WrestleMania 37. So those are four names that are floating around. It, excuse me, five names floating out there. Uh, but, you know, it's, these are all rumors. Does WWE really need to bring back any of these names, though, for WrestleMania? No. You have a great roster, one of the best rosters in the business. Start building people up, man. I don't need to hear. Right. I don't need to have these guys come in for these one-off matches. And as Greenman always talked about, taking a spot from somebody else who's on the roster for the entire year, somebody comes in to have a match that takes the spot away from somebody else. I could see, like, 
okay, here's the thing. I I, I can see for draw, you know, to make money. It totally gives, get you it. Know, yes, I, I get you, it. You, you have a name for business sense. Like, you know, it gives everyone else to rub. But here's the thing. I mean, okay, it sounds like you're going to have fans here, but you're going to have them at a limited capacity. Fans are, are going to – I mean, it's Florida too. They're going to come no matter what right now because yeah, like, exactly, they want to yeah. get out of the fucking house. A and B, it's wrestling. It's a live event. It's, it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania, exactly, yeah. So they don't I – don't, I feel like especially this year, they don't need a name. I don't think so either. And also, what this tells me too, actually, I, even though I, I'm saying they don't need a name, this is what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see Goldberg. That's a given. That's what I, think. I, I think it's going to be Goldberg. I actually think he's going to beat Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble, and we're going to see like a rematch or something. I, I think that's I, – I, with how you're talking about how his contract is, I think that's just a lock. Oh, he's definitely at WrestleMania, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, and he beats Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble. That I'm up still up in the air about. I could see it happening. Uh, doesn't make sense because we just saw the same thing last year. He beat the Fiend in February or in Saudi Arabia, and he lost at WrestleMania. Just why give him the title for a couple weeks? Doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's in his contract too. Who maybe, knows? Maybe. But who knows? Man. That is the only belt he has never had. So um, world title, I think. He had he's had universal title. He's had the world championship. He's never been WWE champion. So complete. So his, there you go. Complete his resume, even though he's in the Hall of Fame already. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I again, yeah, you know how I feel about Goldberg. I actually put this up actually on. Um, I did a poll on Shot Wrestling's Twitter. I didn't include The Rock on there because The Rock sounds like he's definitely not yeah, going to be there. That's not going to happen. So I put up John Cena, Goldberg, Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar. We have quite a few votes on here. We have. John Cena at forty three percent. Brock Lesnar at twenty nine percent. Who do you think is going to? Who uh, do you want to see? If you could have one big name come back for us, oh, okay. so thirty seven. Okay. Who would it be? Yeah. So John Cena forty three percent. Brock Lesnar twenty nine percent. Undertaker twenty one percent. And Goldberg at seven percent. So it seems like only one person voted for Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll bet my life on it that Undertaker's not coming back. In, you know, in, I, 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 I would I I wouldn't bet money against it because Vince McMahon all he's got to do is like. It's just my gut feeling. Hey, hey Taker, we, we need you, man. We need you. He's not even. He doesn't, doesn't even have a performer's contract anymore. He's a legends contract only. Vince even said what we reported. Don't know if it's true or not, or you know, Vince can change his mind. At Survivor Series, he was even saying he's done. So I don't see Undertaker coming back, especially after that goodbye. I listen. I hope you're right. I, I hope you're right. But we we all know we we we've all seen uh, the last ride, and Undertaker didn't seem 100 percent sold that he was done. And he said, he said himself too about Vince McMahon. If there's one person bringing him back, it's Vince. He can't say no to Vince. Yeah, then it's had, possible. It, break, it is possible. Break glass in case of emergencies, but that last ride documentary we're not, was we're not an emergency. That last ride documentary was recorded a long time ago. Then to see him actually live at Survivor Series this November, I think he is in fact done. I'm willing to bet anything on it. I will never see Undertaker back in the ring. I hope you're right. I'm, I hope you're right. I hope I'm right too. Goldberg makes the most sense. I don't want to see it happen. I think it's going to happen. John Cena, I hope that doesn't happen, actually. I, I thought that was a good way to end John Cena last year at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense for, for him to come back. At least I don't think yeah, so. Depends on the storyline. Depends on the angle. Depends on the rivalry. I could I could see him come back. I could see him not come back. I'm fine. But then again, like besides the names you mentioned, I'm going to throw Triple H in that mix. What are the big names that are left? There aren't that many big names left that are available to come back that I can think of anyway. Right. So uh, I agree. Maybe CM Punk, but that's not going to happen. But Brock Lesnar, I I think 
would be the one to make sense, uh, especially I was watching SmackDown. And I was thinking it would be interesting if Brock Lesnar did come back right now, especially the whole Paul Heyman thing. Yeah, where's he? Where's it would be he very going? interesting. And it, there, there's reports about possibly if Brock Lesnar comes back, apparently he wants to be a face. Really? Oh, God. He's one of those faces I can't get behind. I don't know, man. I, I think there'll be something something special about the rivalry again between him and Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in the mix there between these two. It, it would be interesting. I'd be curious to watch it. So out of all those themes that we mentioned, of course, I mean, I'd love to see The Rock come back, but it's that's not happening. I, but uh, realistically, out of those four names, Brock Lesnar would be the one I would want to see come back. You've got a huge legend just to realize uh, Jeff Jarrett. He's in ring shape. He can come back, right? My boy, Our boy, Double J? They're talking about a big, big name, Putty. I, I, I'm famer. with you. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm with you. I like Jeff Jarrett. I want to see him come back, but they're talking about like a big marquee He's a Hall of name. Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Ain't he great? So is for, Drew Carey. Former, so. w, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> but, Putty, that's all the news I have, man. Uh, what do you have for me? Mark, I got one thing before we go. Question. Okay. Who was one of your childhood crushes like in wrestling no in like tv tv katie holmes really okay way off topic uh topanga topanga from boy meets world right smoke show what do you hear that she might want to get into wrestling no really apparently she's a huge wrestling fan um she's a bigger AEW fan than she is we but she does follow nxt and she was asked whether she wants to get involved in wrestling she's all about it and she would take on a managerial role in a heartbeat saying, and I quote, like, I'm going to be 40 this year. I don't know if it's time to decide I'm going to start wrestling, but it would be fun to be like a manager. Yeah, I would love to do something like that. I would do it in a heartbeat. Topanga as a manager, one I'm all for. Mark, any advice for her? Any advice for her? And could you see her as a manager? <sighs> Can I see her as the manager? Depends this with who. To, this came out the yeah. news to me. I didn't know she was a wrestling fan. Now she's even higher. <laughs> Shout out to Topanga. Get her, get her on the show, Mark. Get an interview with Topanga. Get an interview with her? Sure. I'll work on that. Just like that. What advice do I have? Listen, when, when you, a lot you can't people, just... A lot of people want to be you, managers. You just can't... They think it's easy. Right. But like, so you, you know better than anybody right now. You just can't take on anybody. You know, you can't just take on someone like, oh, wow, they're really good. Uh, I want to manage them. You, you, have to, you have to have the right vibe. You know, you, 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 have to have, um, you have to have chemistry with the people that you work with there. So you just can't go in there like, oh, I could turn anyone to a star, you know, or, or I could help anyone out. No, you you, you got to have that mix there. So that that would be the thing I would say, like, you know, don't jump into anything right away. You know, take your time and uh, scout accordingly. Hope this happens. That'd be awesome. That's what I would say to her. And I would say learn to cut a goddamn promo because <laughs> you're going to be doing a lot of talk. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure she could. Speaking of celebrity news with wrestling, I was I was seeing on Twitter. It was pretty interesting. Angelina from Jersey Shore was calling out Carmella. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> to see who's the real queen of Staten Island. Mm, okay, that's it. That looks. They had a looks change on there. Like Angelina versus Carmella. Is that something we could possibly see? Do you want to see that? I do want to see that. <laughs> I really do want to see that. I feel like Angelina would go batshit crazy in that ring. Oh, man. Book that. <laughs> Book that like a Jersey Shore street fight. Yeah, please. I, I I would pay to see that, actually. A Jersey Shore barroom brawl pillow fight or something like that. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, like a lounge room ball. It looks like Carmelo's gimmick and everything. There you go. Book it. Book it. I'd love to see that, man. That would be funny. Because I feel like everyone, seriously, sure, has pretty much gotten involved wrestling some point, some way. Fuck it. Angelina in there. I'm still waiting for Snooki to get inducted into the W Hall of Fame celebrity wing. <laughs> That's going to happen, it's probably. going to happen definitely soon. It's <laughs> all the news I got, Mark. You want to get into some TV takedown? Let's do it up. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark, before we get into TV, we had a great pay-per-view, Hard to Kill. One of those pay-per-views I'm thinking about Saturday afternoon. Looked like a good card on paper. Of course, main event, Kenny Omega, yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking, do I really want to spend this money and watch this pay-per-view? I could probably hit it old school, find a stream online somewhere, get it for free. And just watch it in like pixelated, what, 710, 480? I mean, you usually, when you order a pay-per-view, you usually get a standard anyway, right? So Last two or three times on Impact, yeah, it's pissing me off. <laughs> but this time I sucked it up. Like, let me just watch it. And something uh, history me and Greenman have throughout the history of the show, almost five years. Whenever we feel iffy about a pay-per-view, ordering a pay-per-view, or watching a pay-per-view, now that's on the network, they tend to deliver. And this one followed suit, pay-per-view delivered, Beginning to end, even the pre-show. So hard to kill, impact. Mark, I'm thinking that we're going to talk about. I think everybody was talking about it, but the floor is yours. Before I get into that, I just want to give a shout out to Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. Yeah, I think the news came out after you guys did the show last week, right? The, the new, yeah. new commentary team. Yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, great chemistry. You know, it, it was interesting. You know, you don't usually see. I feel like the last time you saw like a, a former wrestler do play-by-play was Gorilla Monsoon, if memory serves me correct. You know, Matt Stryker is, a, is well, he's still a professional wrestler. He still does the indies. Yeah. He's doing play-by-play, and Deal Brown was doing color. Matt Stryker was doing a very unique thing. You know, he, he was kind of breaking the fourth wall, but not. It, it was cool to see. It was, he had a unique style to it, especially you know since we do commentary, too. It was, it was, I felt like it was a breath of fresh air. I really, it wasn't like anyone else. I really enjoy his commentary because whether he's play-by-play or color, he did, he did a great job on uh, Lucha Underground with Vampiro. He just pulls this shit out of thin air. Like right. he, he knows the name of these moves, these old-school legends that I have heard half of these people, who trained who, where they're from. Like He pulls all this information out of his ass, and it's just so fascinating. Like He just sucks you in. His knowledge. He definitely does. And you could tell he's, he's a very educated individual. And on top of that, I mean, both of them have good voices. So it, it worked. It worked. It, it, was, uh, I was surprised. it was a good mix. They picked D'Lo Brown. Uh, I know he's big backstage in Impact. And I don't remember him really doing commentary. I think for some random reason when I heard this, I think I remember him doing commentary randomly, like on a shotgun Saturday night back in the 90s. Right. But I don't ever hear him, heard him being on commentary in any promotion. So to see him, they pick him it was a little weird. The chemistry was there. I don't think it was as tight as it has been with other promotions. I think that's something they can build on easily because it is there. Something right. Should- I mean, that, that was their first show together doing it. Yeah, so exactly. it's only going to build from there. And something I've been saying you- for months now is I love Impact commentary. Uh, yeah. Josh Matthews, Madison Rain. Husband and wife. That helps. I always thought they did the, uh, <laughs> when they shot to them in front of that step and repeat background, I always thought it was in their living room pre-taped you know whatever i guess not because they're doing now with deal brown and matt striker 
So I'm wondering where that's taking place. But yeah, uh, it's I, I, I was iffy about it, but they, they've definitely delivered it. And I was like, uh, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%, man. So kudos to them. And bold choice, but he loved. Okay, I don't think he has too much comment, uh, experience in. So uh, good pick. No, he, he definitely knocked it out of the park. I had I didn't really have any expectations for him. None. Actually, I forgot all about it until I, until I heard it. I said, like, oh, god damn, man. They sound really good. I feel like Matt Stryker uh, somebody could do commentary by himself. Because he, 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 right. he, he could do the play-by-play right. and do the color. And he, yeah. he has been doing that. And he also has a very distinct voice, too. So when I heard him right away, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Matt Stryker. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I like his style. Yeah. And it, I, I was like, well, wait. He's not doing color. He's doing play-by-play. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I was like, who is this guy doing? I was like, playing my feet. I recognize that that voice. Who's doing doing color? I was like, D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown. Better recognize. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay for him. Yeah, no, awesome for them. So cool team to watch. If you guys haven't watched uh, Impact at all or you, you want to hear some interesting or not to say interesting, but like a different form of commentary, listen to these guys. Speaking about now, interesting, before you continue, I watched the Countdown show from 730 to 8 on the pay-per-view channel. Okay. There's also simulcast on Access TV and Fight TV. But I watched it since I, was, I paid for it on the countdown, on the pay-per-view. But when they would cut the commercial on Access or whatever, they just showed the graphic logo of Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. And when they came back from commercial, they, they went back to the action. But before they went to commercial, in the, the studio panel, they had Ace Austin on. So it was some guy okay. who name I didn't recognize. Madison Rain, Scott Damore, and then it was Ace Austin. So they cut the commercial. The Hard to Kill logo popped up. They never turned the mics off. Really? So you got to hear like the behind the scenes, like, all right, clear. I think it was like Don Callis or something. I heard Don Callis. I don't think why it would be Don Callis, but I heard a voice. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, um, I heard Ace Austin's like, how you doing? I, I, how did I do? Like, you know what? Next time, just keep talking. Don't let the host tell you what to do. You're a heel. Just keep, just keep talking next time. Just keep talking. You're in the control. Like, okay. And then it's got the more like, yeah, we can work around. It. Don't worry about it. And like, the behind the scenes technical aspect of the like we're we're not privy to, then all of a sudden you see Madison Rain and go, Oh, time to go home. You gotta get we're going home. Next time wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh shit. Like the, the... That was a good down callous invitation, I have to say. Yeah, his cadence down. Thank you. <laughs> those that's one of those random things. I'm like I don't think I should be listening to this, but I'm going to. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool, man. You know it's funny, it, it kinda of sounds like, you know, when I'm when I'm backstage at the wrestling shows too. You know, we're getting ready, or we, when we come back from a match after curtain, you know, how to do, blah blah blah. You know, there's a lot of that going on too, like different notes. So it, it's cool to see. I always personally love, love when uh, when the wrestlers are going over the matches together. Yeah, that's you cool. know, I, it, it's one of my favorite moments getting involved in wrestling. Just to see them like just create that magic, and then going out there and to see it live, like, oh my god, man, this is exactly what they talked about. That's yeah. really fucking cool. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, this is my spot now. Okay. <laughs> Hard to kill. Hard to kill. Great pay-per-view beginning. So, the, you know, my, my I'm just going to go right into the main event was fucking awesome. That was probably the best match I've seen in Impact. It was also probably the best six-man tag match I've ever seen. That was fucking amazing. Uh, you know, uh, Kenny Omega, the, the elite, uh, they definitely crushed it. They came out strong. Uh, Saban, Moose. Uh, and uh, and Swan, you know, Saban always crushes it with a uh, Motor City Machine Guns. I, I feel like they're, they're probably one of the best tag teams out there. Rich Swan, that was the best I've seen him do. And Moose, Moose stepped it up. Moose upped his game for this match. That that was definitely his best there for sure. Told you so, Mark. 
I've been singing Moose Praises, and you always say, eh. Well, yeah, there was, there was nothing like, I, I don't know, maybe it was the storylines or the matches or whatever, but, you know, this, I, I feel like since especially he was just like kind of thrown in there, like he knew, yeah, like, surpri- all right, I'll like, surprise- this, this is a big spotlight for him. I was surprised they picked Moose that went over the roster. Not too many other options left. You know, I'm a big Moose fan. I'm not, I don't shy away from it. And he, I think, stole the show in that match. He was the most electric performer. All the moves he pulled out, I think he knew he had to prove something in this match. He did. He he actually it seemed like he had a chip in his shoulder going to that match. Because I, I feel like he, he, you feel like he knew. He knew it was up. Yeah. You could tell he was motivated. He was fast. He can go blow to blow with Doc Gallows. Wrestling smaller. Yeah, that was that was a good matchup. That was a good matchup. And uh, I just felt like he fit perfectly in that match, surprisingly, and uh, very surprisingly. Definitely stepped up, and all the moves he was doing, it was just. Oh, he opened up the playbook. Yeah, and I think he stole the show, and I think his um, star is a lot brighter after that performance. His stock is on the rise for sure after that. Now, Putty, I want to ask you, man. um, You know, so Kenny Omega, AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Just beat the Impact World Heavyweight Champion clean in the middle of that ring. Surprised. One, two, three, on an Impact show and yeah. an Impact pay per view, no less. In the main event, I what, what does that what does that mean for Rich Swan? Because Swan's going to be the other guy, Motor City Machine guy, guy. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, is it going to build something? Champion versus champion somewhere down the line. Get his receipt. They're yeah. already talking about like a. That was a prize. There's a trademark pretty much in the works for one of Impact's. Where it was at AEW's to one of their pay per views coming up for like a champion for champion type of deal. So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely look like it's going to head that way. Well, if it's champion versus champion, Rich Swan has to win to get the win back. So it has to be champion versus champion. It has to be the third match. Or are both belts on the line? Again, that's like, that, that has to be the third match. The second match, Rich Swan needs to get his mat, win back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's going to be at. The next AW pay per view or Dynamite or something. Rich Swan needs to get the receipt here. The third match could be the Chamber vs. Championship match, and that should be interesting. Again, I, don't I, was, know I, if, I don't know if Rich Swan should get the win. I, I feel like they're really trying to build Kenny Omega and the Elite to be something, to be something bigger. And it seems like they're trying to build them to be like the next NWO, to be like that that thing that people talk about for not- years to come. Not the elite, right? Isn't the elite the young bucks? This is the Bullet Club. Well, this is like, yeah, it's weird because they talk about the elite, like all of them together. Everybody, yeah, Kenny Omega came out wearing a Bullet Club shirt. So is it the Bullet Club? Well, I mean, it's, it's Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Yeah, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers came out wearing Bullet Club logo, Bullet Club paraphernalia. The young young bucks are, are, are were involved the last few weeks and this past week in Dynamite and Don Callis trying yeah. to write them off. But they couldn't say Bullet Club. They never said they the word Bullet Club. Bullet. It's interesting. He wore it. Yeah, but he couldn't say it. Well handled by the new commentary team of Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown, by the way. Yeah, no, very well. Very well done. Because it's just so easy to say it. It was like, can you make it was like trying to get them to slip up on purpose? Like, come on, guys. You want to say it? You want to yeah. say it? <laughs> but especially when moves moves no, the last minute. I just thought that match was very surprising, and it really blew me out of the water. I'm like, wow, this is, was awesome. I think, honestly, because um, you, you, you know for sure, AEW fans were definitely watching that. Were they? You know, and I, I think, Cause I yeah, I had no really effect on any so. impact of uh, AEW storylines. Yeah, they, no, they, they you know, find out what you, happened, you, they could find out, tune in Dynamite and see who won. Because, because you know, you you had the you had the Good Brothers there. You had, you had Kenny Omega, the, the AEW World Champion. The Good Brothers wound up going to AEW 
for Dynamite for a show. So there's definitely been like a crossover going on there. Like the AEW is aware. AEW fans are aware of what's going on. I'm curious. Is, is it so enough you, for them to buy a pay-per-view? I don't know, nothing, know how many did. I don't, but, you, but you know damn well a good chunk yeah, have. I'm sure a good chunk, chunk did, but like. I think that, I think it helps. It helps for sure, and I think Impact did a good job enough all around to make people like, "Hey, man, Impact! Uh, this is not the old TNA that I remember. It's not the six sided hokey shit that they had back in the day. Uh, this is they have something real here." And then the whole pay per view was great. You had the great matches. You had the uh, they crowned the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, some called it months Props ago. To- you know, Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. Wasn't that Props outlandish them. of a prediction because it's kind of obvious, but good for them. The Diana Perrazzo, Taya Valkyrie match, I thought was good. Even on the pre-show, you had Josh Alexander going against uh, Brian Myers, and that match was pretty solid. We also had Matt Cardona come back. Woo-woo-woo. Woo-woo-woo. No, Making his debut no. in Impact. I was surprised, and it's hard to surprise me. It was fantastic. Marked out on my couch. Awesome. Is it, you, have his, you have his ex-girlfriend there in the locker room, too? Chelsea Green, don't get jealous. <laughs> Tanel Dashwood. That's right. I didn't think about that. Interesting. Yeah, and hard to kill. Great start for Impact for 2021. It, it was it was definitely much needed. They needed to carry that momentum and, and come out very strong to start the year with their first pay-per-view of the year. And uh, they did just that. Again, I'm also not a big fan of the death matches, the bloody hardcore senseless violence matches, but even that Barbar Massacre match was very damn good. Not again, I mean, dude, from start to finish, they, you know, they, they put their, their heart and soul into this pay-per-view. So uh, if, if you guys didn't watch it, I recommend taking a look back on it, especially that main event, man. That was something really, really yeah. special there. TV, Mark, uh, right. the following subsequent week of TV was pretty damn good, too. A lot of good stuff happened this week. I'm curious to see what your takedown was. So... I'm torn between Impact and Raw, my man, but I might have to give the edge to Impact. I was surprised to see Matt Hardy and Private Party make mm-hmm. their appearance. That was very surprising. That was really cool to see. A lot of references dropped in there. Also, it was cool to see Private Party had a pretty damn good match. Very good match. A very good match there. The, uh, but, you know, now... now I've seen James Storm back, too. James Storm's awesome. Yeah, James Storm, that was cool to see him come back to good shape. But what happens with the private party? They're number one contenders yeah. for the Titan Championship. Gets the good brothers. And now we also had Tony Khan there. Yeah, and uh Tony Khan like more of a, a heel heelish role, if you will. Yeah, he's been a heel smug, like I said two weeks ago. Smug, dirty, creepy, like Yeah. Weasley. Yeah, Weasley. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, he's, now, he's a little weasel. And it came now he's Ringside on an impact. I'm like, okay. All right, man. Like with Jeremy with oh my god, what's his name? Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, thank you. It's interesting, man. Like the plot is thickening. I mean, we're seeing more of a crossover here than we than we have before. As I said earlier on in the storyline, they're slow playing it. They're leaving little nuggets here and there. Especially when Tony Khan was questioned and answered no about being an on screen character on AEW, but yet now on impact, we see him all the fucking week. Now he's in right. ringside. Being this smug, weaselly character, I'm like, but what me, happens next? Though, what what happens if Private Party wins the tag team championship? What, what, That's my question that, to you. Do you think they should have somebody from AEW win an Impact Championship and vice versa, or vice versa? I should say. I think if they do that, then they need someone from Impact winning an AEW championship. 
Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe having, oh my God, even having one of the women, you know, maybe, maybe someone like, I know, pick one, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Grace, you know, beating, um, Carl Sheeta for the women's championship at AEW, you know, like a belt for belt. They'll launch like, Yes, a if, war of sorts. If Private Party wins, someone from Impact should win. But should they? Should somebody, a non-contracted performer, win the other promotion's belt? Yes. Okay. Yes, because it seems like they have some sort of agreement already in place. They, they have. So Jordan Grace like winning. Or... Jordan Grace winning the AEW Women's Championship doesn't take away from the women's roster on AEW. No, because especially if you have Private Party. Beating the Good Brothers for the Impact Champion uh, Tag Team Championship. I mean, like, it's it's going to be a war. Like, hey, I want my belts back. Now it goes back to two. It seems like this invasion, this war that you were thinking of, which kind of devolved into the wrestling promotions versus the Bullet Club. But now, I guess the Good Brothers are still technically part of the Bullet Club. We have Private Party coming out of nowhere. You could even still have eventually, like. A Bullet Club versus the World type of thing, like you know, AEW Impact joint force against the Bullet Club. Uh, there, there's so many different ways they can go with this. Just so long as they still play, they don't have to do this. They don't have to finish this up come like April or March. They could really like drag uh, drag this out, if you will, make it more interesting over time. Because there's so many different ways they can go here if, to make it interesting and cool. If Private Party wins the Impact Tag Team Championships, do you see them defending it on uh, Dynamite? Sure, why not? Sky's sure. the li- limit, huh? Sky really is the limit because we haven't really seen anything like this before, man. Not in modern times. Like, no. I'm sure it's so. Like, I think stuff like this was done in territories. Uh, territories, yeah, probably. Excuse me. I mean, they did it briefly um, with um, not to this extent or this level when Ric Flair brought the WCW Championship to uh, WWF. Yeah, they, they didn't have to blur it out. Yeah, yeah, they they did it. That was the closest I've seen in my again. Opinion. You're right. It's it's not to this extent though. I mean, this is. It's a lot more intricate. Yeah. There's actually a partnership here, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I feel like we are witnessing something fresh. I feel like we're witnessing wrestling history, if you will. Yeah. And I, I think they're doing it right, man. They're really babying this thing. So see what happens next week, right? And it's going to get people talking for sure. For sure. Especially if private party wins. <sighs> Everyone's going to be talking about that. I've made no secret that Matt Hardy's my favorite Hardy. And I'm in the minority here. And it's just. I'm with you. I'm with you. A lot of people aren't, Mark, especially when Jeff Hardy was stealing the show with matches and championships and stuff like that. But Matt Hardy, again, changing his character, evolving his character. Mm-hmm. Big money, Matt. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I think he, he really stuck me in on uh, Impact. I've seen little glimpses of it on AEW. I don't pay too much attention to him, the private party on AEW. But on Impact... Oh, private party went full-blown heel on, on, uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was... That pairing, I was, huh. Private Party's awesome. I see Private Party all the time, a lot of times on HOG here in the local, uh, here in New York City. And then I was happy to see them get signed. But now I'm pairing with Matt Hardy. I'm like, oh, okay. And then now I see, again, it was just Matt Hardy. Now I see him evolve to their, his, their manager and Big Money Matt. I'm like, fucking Matt Hardy is underappreciated, man. A great character. Someone who, understand, someone who understands character work and someone who... He's got like a great mind for the business and, and can tell a good story from a canary, a good story as well. So yeah, I think he's someone that's definitely could help like, you know, mold these talents, yeah. especially, like, you know, a lot of these guys are 
are athletic, but they don't necessarily have like a character sense or storyline sense. You know, and Matt Hardy can help bring these guys in more. Especially Private Party was a tag team, and he's a tag team specialist, so it's uh, right. Exactly, he's been there. Exactly. So man, it, it's gonna be cool. Man, oh man, what about, about that fight pit? A very physical match, and I think it led up to the name fight pit. It was really a fight. Was that your takedown for the week? Yeah, from opening bell right into the finish. It just wow. Okay, I, last time they had a fight pit, I it, it was like wow, this is a good fight pit. I don't remember you weren't too impressed. Did you like the fight pit this time around? It was a good matchup. It was a good matchup. We had Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Chapa. It worked for this case scenario. And it actually had me thinking, like, you know, it will be cool to see a fight pit on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Smack. I'll take that, too. I wonder if they were bringing to the main roster. The you know, but then again, I mean, we haven't seen the War Games on the main roster yet. No, we haven't. And I don't think we will. You know, are they keeping some of these things exclusive to NXT to keep, uh, to keep NXT fresh? Then they should. Maybe. Maybe, but you know, in certain cases, like for example, if they if they ever do, yeah, maybe this could happen actually at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. If if that I'm match ever that. happens, I'm for that, I think it, that should happen. A fight pit. Hmm. Interesting. I'll, I'll give you my money. I, I'd, I'd watch that. Okay. As opposed to like a regular match, give me Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley fight pit. I'm there for all day. Overall, also NXT from top to bottom was a great show. I mean, those tag team matches for the Dusty Rhodes Classic, they were great tag team matches. A lot of great in-ring action. NXT never disappoints. The in-ring this week was second to none, I believe. And the NXT killed it this week. Last upsets in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, both men and women. The NXT killed it. It was a home run this week in NXT. I think it was the show of the week. A big upset. Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Losing. Yeah, I thought they were going to go far. Yeah, what they call it? A bracket buster? Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. I also have to say, man, I got to give it to Monday Night Raw. Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. The match or the, uh, the playground? Match. Both. Both. <laughs> Both. But I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to give the edge to the match there, man. I thought that was a damn good match. And especially with uh, Alexa Bliss' character work. I mean, we've talked. I mean, we haven't necessarily seen Alexa Bliss in the ring that much since she's turned to this new character. Woo! Man, she brought it. Once again, Alexa Bliss stealing the show. And so I think that she's she's uh, set a record, actually. She's the first woman to close out three Raws in a row. Wow, really? Yeah. Good for her. So she's crushing him, man. Yeah. In your opinion, I, I mean, are we seeing the best of Alexa Bliss right now? Like, in my eyes, yes. Yeah, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah, she's the most interesting thing. She's the most interesting character in wrestling. One of them, at least. Especially Monday Night Raw. It was a great way to end Raw. It was a great way to start Raw with Randy Orton coming out right away with his injury. You see the the, the burns on his face, the swollen face, the mask. Hell of a promo, man. Yeah. Hell of a promo. So I thought Raw did a good job. Beginning to end, the middle was kind of needed to work. I, I don't, yeah, I don't no, think I don't know doing the fucking Hurt Business way too soon to break them up. They're the, the highlights of the mid-card. Don't break up the Hurt Business. What are, what are you guys doing? And that Style Clash from with Ricochet. Oof! One of the best Style Clashes I've seen in God knows how long. Man. You know, a lot of people are giving praise to AJ Styles for that. And yes, he deserves some of it. But a lot of credit goes to Ricochet, too. That, it's, a, it's a two-way that street. Was just, oh. That was just... Oh. The athleticism between both of them, man. It was unreal. It was a slingshot into the Styles Clash. I think... Yeah, that was just wow. I remember my like, I was like, oh shit. 
No, that was, that was a real cool moment. It was a good Raw. It was a good Raw. And they're getting better. I feel like SmackDown, I, I, was, I said out loud to my wife, I feel like SmackDown is continuously getting better, better, and better. How about Reginald? A former Circus of Leg guy, man, showing his stuff. Wow. I mean, um, right? I know they don't want men and women wrestling each other. That's a big no-no. And the way he just flipped around and got out of certain things, I, I, I was like, oh, shit. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Good shit. Good for him. Yeah, I was surprised they let the match go. I, I thought yeah. there was going to be some sort of switcheroo in there or some sort of DQ. It was it was a legit match. Sort of. Had. He didn't get too much offense in. He just kept flipping out of her. He's not He's not a wrestler, though. He you is. Know, he's he's an NXT thing. trainee. He's a trainee, but he's not. He doesn't necessarily have a you know, wrestling he, background. He's on the main roster. He's on the main roster. I think, sure. I think he did a very impressive job. But can we talk about no, he did. the conclusion, the ultimate conclusion to who shot Johnny Bravo. It came out, it was Lawrence T, and I was disappointed with it. Like, wh- why? It made no sense. Talked about it when it happened during Russell's court. Turns out, he was set up. Taya Valkyrie, she confessed, and now she's arrested, and now she has left Impact Wrestling. I was not aware she was leaving. We talked about it a couple months, uh, a couple weeks ago. There's a lot of names. Contact her up. Her name was not on our list, Mark. I was. This is a surprise for me. So I, I know WWE has her has their eye on her, and yeah. that would be an interesting signing. I hate when other companies take stupid, cheap digs at the E. But this was well done when uh, H. Romero asked what's going to happen to her. Tommy Dreamer said, "Hopefully, she headed to Jacksonville Penitentiary." Or she can head up to um, Stanford Maximum Security and do the th- two to three years hard time. <laughs> then AC goes, uh, I just hope it's not Baltimore. So that dig was funny. Well done. Well written. I'm assuming she ended up with the E because her husband's there. Wait, who's her husband? Really? Um, no, John, yeah, John, John Morrison. Oh, fuck. That's right. So I can see them. I did know that. Yeah, I can see them being paired up on the main roster there. She's a big mm. enough name. She's has the resume, the pedigree to, to excel in the E. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm curious to see where she, end, uh, she ends up. That's the one that makes the most sense. But you know what, dude? I feel like she would get lost up there in WWE. She might. As, talent, as talented as she is, and she does have a unique look. Not really. She's a buxom blonde. I mean, her in-ring credentials is uh, next to none. Her resume in the Indies in Mexico are fantastic. Uh, but her look is just a curvy, buxom blonde. You have Dana Brooke, you have Mandy Rose, Charlotte Flair. Uh, now no, she, it's, it's, it's still something different about. There's something different about the Ty Valkyrie, though. There, there is something different about her. Does she go to the main roster right away? Does she go to NXT? That's the thing. I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, you have, you have Killer Cross, uh, Karrion Cross now uh, go to NXT, so I'm sure Taya would go there too. I, I think though. I, I think AEW, I think that's where she would really kill it. She would kill it. They need her. They need her. And then think about going back to what we're talking about with the storyline between Impact and AEW. Yeah, true. I that, would, that would be fucking crazy. Didn't think about that angle because I was too busy focusing on her and her husband. But no, again, the sky's the limit. I'm curious to see where she ends up. Right. That would be, that'd be a big get for AEW. Yeah. Like they need someone like her in that roster. I'm just curious, do they, do they pair her up with John Morrison on the main roster? We'll see what happens. We shall see. Enough of that talk, Mark. Again, a great week of TV. See what happens next week. Hopefully, it follows up just as well. Time to get into some go home thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Well, 
turns out we're talking before, man. We, it sounds like we're going live for the Royal Rumble. Or I should say the Saturday before the Royal Rumble. Okay. Yes, we are. Saturday, 8 o'clock, the 30th, right? That would be... I should probably know that. Yes, the 30th. <laughs> On Podbean, we'll lock in our predictions. You guys can get involved in the conversation. Let us know your predictions as well. Because it's... I think I know who's going to win, but it's there's no clear-cut winner right now. You think you know who's going to win? Yeah. Uh, we're going to save this for, for when we go live, man, because I honestly I have no idea who's going to win right now at this point. That's I was true. talking to Carson last week about it. It's it's all over the map. But it's kind of obvious. You think it's obvious? But then it's not too obvious? I'm like, all right, it's not like, like in the past. Like you knew. Wait, uh, you think it's Daniel Bryan? Yeah, clearly. No, it's but, not. But I don't I see, think it is. I can see this guy winning. I can see that guy winning. I can see this girl winning. The girl, the women's divisions. Up for grabs, so it's and I women's division I, is completely up for grabs. Yeah. So instead of li- you listening to us give our predictions, you can listen to us give our predictions and get involved in the conversation. Our social medias, text our hotline, join the chat room. I mean, you already gave you already gave a big spoiler, so <laughs> it's not, not a spoiler; it's a prediction. But yeah, so next Saturday, Podbean, check us out, eight o'clock or it, Eastern time. Yeah. And what else, man? I want to talk about this, man. I just saw an awesome show this past week. Okay. Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I heard about that one. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw the trailer, I was not sold. I was like a, a woman playing chess back in the day. I Is this even a real story? No. Like, I, I don't care about chess. <laughs> it looks weird. I don't know. But then everyone and their mothers were talking about it. Like, people Everybody. that – dude. From different backgrounds as well. Like, you know, I was talking about my brother, who is definitely not a chess guy whatsoever, talking very highly about this. And I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I just finished The Undoing. I needed another TV show to watch. So I was like, all right, let's watch this thing. Let's watch The Queen's Gambit. So fucking good. So fucking good. The acting is superb. Storyline's fantastic. Music's incredible. Wardrobe. The fantastic job in there, like it really brought you in. It, it kind of made me pissed off. It's not a real story, <laughs> but what? It's a woman about playing chess. But what's like the storyline? What's the conflict? What's the bad guy? Like what's the storyline? What's the plot here? So essentially, I mean, this like, takes place in the '60s. She's an she's an orphan, mm-hmm. right? Her her mother uh, killed herself. Father's not in the picture. Oh, so it's a comedy. So she wants to be an orphan. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she learns how to play chess from a janitor over there. And she wants to be in this prodigy. She's like a natural. And at that time, it's unheard of for women to be chess players, let alone be good chess players. She wants to be amazing. She wants to tour the world and dealing with her own, dealing with her own shit at the same time. Okay. Because she wants to be like a drug addict and alcohol. A friend of mine started watching. We were looking for a new show. We started watching The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Okay. Okay. Sort of knew what the show was about, didn't really know, and uh, wow, okay, sucks. You I did watch. some work in that show, actually. Are you on? Are you on the show? No, I was a stand-in oh, for man. it. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. So, um, the flight attendant HBO Max is pretty good. Wandavision, what the fuck is going on here? Is it good? So I watched the first episode. Is it like what the fuck's going on? Is it like a good thing or? It's not a bad thing. Okay, I, I watched the first episode, and the set is clearly a ripoff of the Dick Van Dyke show. They're clearly ripping off Dick Van Dyke show, and it's just so distracting to me that it's such a ripoff of the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, what's going on here? And then the next episode, they take away from Bewitched. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And at the end of the episode, there's a glimpse of what's going on. You don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. each episode, the first two episodes, I watched the third one yet. It's inspired by a classic TV show. 
but what's the plot? Who's a bad guy? What's going on? We don't know yet. So I'm curious. Interesting. I think a coworker of mine said the third or fourth episode, you get really more involved in like what's going on in the show. I think episode, they said six or seven is inspired by uh, Malcolm in the Middle. So each episode is going to be inspired by a TV show. That's fascinating. So I don't know. Okay. WandaVision, it's Disney Plus. See what the fuck's going on. I I can't tell you. Watch it. Don't know what's going on. Who's good, who's bad. <laughs> okay. But it gets you hooked. Yeah, it's another thing about these Marvel shows, these Marvel movies. I've, I'm not really interested in watching them, but I feel like I have to. Mm. One of those types because of like because they all connect because everyone's talking about them. I'm like, all right, let me, let me see what's going on. Okay, okay. So I watch these movies, I watch the TV shows, and I'll talk about it with somebody. I'm like, oh, did you catch so and so when this was person in that movie and this TV? I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't catch that. <laughs> no nerd, I yeah, wasn't I watching that. I, I feel stupid now. Did you, oh, did you did you see the book that he was reading? That one scene of a guy in the background was reading the book. It was clearly had to do with the fact that you know with uh, with Nick Cage. It's like what what yeah. There's a commercial. They do these. They do these pre like commercials in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And one of the commercials for a watch. And the maker of the watch was the same guy who had the Red Witch and her brother like taught them their powers. I'm like, how the fuck was I supposed to know this? Of course, of course, it had something to do with that. And there's the there's a sword logo. I'm like, what the fuck is sword? How am I supposed to know what sword is? I've not seen it in the movies. Sword is the opposite of shield. How am I supposed to know this? Well, you, you don't read the comics? You, listen, dude, you read Captain America issue 112. Yeah. Like, uh, this is what happens. I don't, I, I don't know why I have to explain this to you like, to like a moron. To quote, to quote Doc Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson from the WWE run, nerd. Nerd. <laughs> and these people who know every little detail, all these Easter eggs, all this stuff. I'm like, I mean, props to you for being smart enough to realize it, but like, I don't know shit from shit. Well, you see what's going on here in this scene. I, dude, I don't like watching Marvel movies with like no. comic book people. I, I really don't. I really don't like doing that. Like, I, I just watch the movies. Sorry, no offense. I'm like, I'm glad that's your thing. And you yeah, have I watch the movies. Casually you, watch the movies. And I, 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 I watch so the movies. That's it. I'm yeah. so much. I'm like. Yeah, I, I remember which Avengers was. I think it was the second one. I went to the theaters with my wife in the city to go see it. And like people were clapping for like, no reason. I felt like, oh, what's so special in here? Okay. Oh, do you, do you, you don't know, man. You, you don't know. <laughs> Remember, so one of the one of the Marvel movies. So we're watching it, and afterwards, like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, it was good. What was your part? I'm like, oh, that was cool. But did you notice that the, the logo? <laughs> but did you notice? It's always did you notice? <laughs> the logo was the same logo in the other movie from four years ago. How the hell am I supposed to know this? Now, now keep in mind, is this what we sound like when we talk about wrestling? No, because wrestling isn't this convoluted. Do you know the logo in AJ Styles' pants is the same logo he wore against New Japan 14 when he won Kenny Omega to win the IJ2QPP belt? Yeah, you know, know. you know, pe- people do talk about shit like that. <laughs> Kenny Omega on Hard Did to Kill. Did you see Tony Storm's boots? It was obviously homage to Cactus Jack. <laughs> Kenny Omega wore the Halloween pumpkin edition of the Bullet Club t-shirt, which is only exclusive during the 2016 episode of New Japan Magic Kingdom 17, what the fuck it's called. So obviously what this means is like, you know, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling coming to to WWE. They're going to... What? What are you talking about? (laughs) Nerds. Just watch. Speaking of just watching and being nerds. Looking for a movie to watch the other night and I couldn't find anything I wanted to watch. There's something I did want to watch. Turned into it. Wasn't disappointed. Bailey was on Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network. Oh yeah, that's right. Was it good? If you have an hour and 20 minutes to kill, well worth it. Check out Bailey. Because I love Stone Cold's interviews. 
whether it be the podcast, whether it be he, his he does good. Uh, yeah, he does good interviews. Season two, uh, straight up season Austin on USA. I just really enjoyed it. And like I said, Bailey's my favorite of those four women, and uh, so I could be biased. But I thought it was a good interview. You're always biased. Not too much. I call it down the middle. Yeah, have too good on when you do commentary. We'll we'll see. <laughs> you mean like the Seth Susan squad? I manage them. There's oh, a difference there. There's no difference. You're a play-by-play commentator. You're a, you, you you're have a to call it down the you gotta, line. You have to call it down the middle. You got to put your bullshit aside. When I they're cheating, a, you got to say, they're, oh, my God, they're cheating. I am literally the manager for Setsujin squad. There's a huge difference. You're a horrible job. Can, can, you guys hire Topa- job. can you guys hire Topanga? Why? No. Eric, get rid of this guy. Hire Topanga. She'll fit in right nicely. I got all of them to be champions within you, my first year. You did that? I, I helped. What did you do? You get your head rammed into what? a steel post by Darius Carter. You get your head knocked in by a ring. Okay. Okay. By Frankie Flo. Okay. I took the bullet for the team because I'm a team player. You got choked That's out what they'll by tell you. Tyree Taylor on commentary. Still one of the highlights All of right. my life. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. Putty, where can they find you? Anywhere. I'm all over the place. Funny. Done with this conversation. Done with this show. Oh, good. So Mark Schwann won't be here next week. I will be here. I will be here. Not if I have anything to say about it. Tune to our special guests. Surprise. And we're live next week, too. It'll be interesting. Anyway, for this pompous asshole called Mark Schwann, I have been your host, at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Saturday, the 30th, live on Podbean. Putty, yep. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>